you're anything like me, protecting your time for creativity on the weekday is really challenging. We hit the ground running in the morning. We have tons of deliverables to make our way through our domestic and our work lives, to be members of our community, to be good parents and partners. And there isn't always a lot of time for creativity in the workday. However, when it comes to your weekend, I really want you to think about how you're investing your time in creativity. Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, welcome to Medium Lady Talks, episode 61. I am your host, Erin, and today we're going to talk about making the most of your weekend using my 4C technique. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I honestly can't really believe that I'm the kind of person that's promoting something like a 4C technique. And, um, you know, maybe if you just kind of hang on with me for a moment. The reason that I want to really help you and I want to share my own thoughts on having a great weekend is I think through the last probably four or five weeks, my weekends have actually left me feeling more burnt out, more stressed, more tired than a weekend normally should. And part of that was totally out of my control. A couple of spans of illness, of course. A couple of spans of stomach flu, of course. I'm sure you've had the stomach flu. And if you haven't, maybe it's coming. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But um, yeah, my weekends were leaving me kind of shattered heading into Mondays. And I felt like part of that was also a lack of mindfulness as I approached each weekend. A sort of uh, white-knuckling it through the weekend and hoping to get some really good parts out of it. But almost that might happen by accident without purpose and intention on my part. So if you've been listening for a while, you'll know that I'm a really big fan of planning my month. And the reason I plan my month is so that every time I have a bit of free time or an opportunity to reflect or an opportunity to make a choice, I can lean into my monthly plan in order to feel supported and feel cared for by those decisions that I've made up front. And this weekend plan, in some ways, functions as the exact same thing, but for your weekend, and is meant to be really short-term roadmap for self-care. I want you to see these four C's as a way to almost add guideposts through your weekend, and for you to make your way through various phases of the four C's in order to say, where am I at in my weekend and what am I going to do next? And of course, everybody's weekend is a little bit different. Everybody's weekend is filled with a sliding scale of time to yourself, time for your family, time for your work, and time for your home. And I think that this method is pretty adaptable to wherever you might be. And it's something I'm going to keep experimenting with and keep talking about, but I wanted to share it with you now. I've been kind of working through it, let's say the last three weeks, so it's still an experiment in progress. We're still tinkering with it. But part of me thought, you know, why not? Why not just share it and see what people think of it, see how useful it is, and we'll go from there. Maybe there'll be things that we can learn together. Maybe there will be things that we can improve upon it as as a system that can help others. It can be a medium lady sort of mastermind, a medium lady incubator on how to have a better weekend. 
So I've been alluding to these four C's and they are as follows. The first one is care. The second one is comfort. The third one is creative. And the fourth one is calm. So that's care, comfort, creative, and calm. And you have to do them in order. <laughs> My opinion is you have to do them in order. So let's start and talk about care. When you're staring down the barrel of your weekend, I want you to think about care. I want you to think about what you need to feel cared for. Now, usually I start thinking about care around 9.30 in the morning on a weekend. And that's because my kids have, we have this house rule where we don't allow screen time on Saturdays until 9am. So the kids wake up, we hang out together, maybe they, you know, play, maybe they argue, maybe they bother me, they might color or read, they'll have breakfast, some of them will sleep in, some of them will wake up way too early. But generally, it's very rare that we would not follow this rule, but uh, once 9am hits, the kids are allowed, there's some screen time. And that screen time might go on for a big chunk of the morning. It might go on for a short chunk of the morning. It kind of depends on what we have planned for that weekend day. But around 9.30, I kind of get my bearings after having been with my kids in the morning. I don't usually sleep in. It's not in my nature. So I'm usually up first with our kids. That's just my personal body clock and how I, how I, live, how I live my best life is getting up early. And of course, the puppy, the new puppy that we have, you know, he's pretty much on clockwork around 5.45 in the morning. So yeah, early morning weekends. By then, I probably had a couple of cups of tea. And at that point, I kind of need to think about how to take care of myself. Now, the weekends where I have been, as I said, feeling kind of shattered by the time Sunday night rolls around, I have not used the morning or I have not started my day with care. I have probably jumped into chores or I've gone down my own scrolling screen time binge. I've maybe spent, you know, two hours or more on Instagram or YouTube. I've kind of mindlessly allowed the morning to pass because I've considered that to be restful. When I haven't used the first part of my day to care for myself and I put it off, I say, I'll get dressed later, I'll shower later. I'll exercise later, I'll drink water later, I'll have another cup of tea or coffee. On those days, generally, I find by the end of the weekend that I'm a little bit off kilter. I'm, I'm not quite ready for Monday. I feel like I haven't rested. And that might seem counterintuitive because there have been some weekend days where in the morning I've just spent the day in my pajamas, the morning in my pajamas, I've had as many cups of tea as my heart desires. I've been in one place on the couch. And you would think that that would result in me feeling more rested, me feeling cared for, me feeling like I have nourished myself. But nine times out of ten, it just doesn't. Now, there's two reasons I think this. The one is that that's me and that's who I am. And what I need to feel cared for is not staying in my pajamas, on the couch, scrolling my phone for three hours in the morning. That's not what I need to feel cared for. That's what I need for something else. And I'm going to actually tell you where I think that fits in in my weekend. But what I do think is that that might be, that might actually be what you need. And when you mindfully say, what I need to be cared for is to stay in one place with en endless refills on my tea and no one bothering me while I scroll my phone, 
and that's what I'm going to do to feel cared for, then it works. And that's the second reason, is that usually when I'm just staying in one place on the couch, my favorite spot on the couch, and I'm scrolling my phone, I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm doing it because I have no momentum. And it's complete inertia that has held me in place on the couch. And I'm not actually making a decision about how to spend my time. I'm actually letting my time be spent without actively engaging and thinking about that. And I hope that this is coming across as helpful when you think about the act of sitting on the couch scrolling your phone and saying, this is how I'm going to spend my time versus sitting on your couch scrolling your phone and then looking up and saying, oh my gosh, where is the time gone? Those are two separate activities. They are separate and distinct. Neither of them are good or bad. However, I do think that you will leave one activity feeling differently than you will leave the other activity, even though essentially it is the same way that you're spending that time. If you were to objectively time block your day and from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. it said sat on couch and scrolled phone, then you would not necessarily be able to discern that if it said decided to sit on couch and scroll phone versus didn't know what to do next, so sat on couch and scrolled phone, that the net impact of that emotionally is going to be very different on different ends of the spectrum. So that's my first thing. My first thing is to care. The first milestone of the weekend, the first goalpost of the weekend is to care. Find a way to care for yourself. And that's usually what kind of gets me up and at them. So sometimes I care for myself by getting dressed. Sometimes I care for myself by having a big glass of water. Sometimes I care for myself by going and having a shower. Sometimes I care for myself by actually finally sitting down and eating some breakfast. Sometimes I care for myself by having a chat with my partner. Those are all the quick ways to care. Care for myself. And these are like really generally sort of like your basic hygiene, basic connection, basic routines of the day. That's how you're going to care. This is not meant to be like the first thing you're going to do to care for yourself is to go for a 90-minute massage out of the house in bliss and whatever, whatever. No, these are like the very low-hanging fruits. You're going to brush your teeth. You're going to change out of your pajamas and just put on an actual outfit. This is always going to be tailored to who you are uniquely. I'm going to rattle off things that resonate with me. But please don't feel like if those things don't resonate with you that there's a morality or a judgment implied in those. Sometimes you can say, I'm going to care for myself today by putting on a fresh pair of pajamas and this is just going to be pajamas for the day. And these are the pajamas I'm, cho I'm choosing to wear for the day because that's what I need to feel cared for. Sometimes to feel cared for, you actually have to go back to bed. There have been times when, and I tend to find myself prone to headaches in the morning, there have been times when I've been up really, really early with a headache, I've been trying to battle it, and by 9.30, I have to go back to bed. And when I do that with intention, I would call that my care goalpost for the day. I've matched the care goalpost for the weekend. So that's care, and care has to come first. You have to take care of yourself first, whatever that looks like for you. And you'll know what it is. It's usually a shift from whatever activity you were doing to something else. It's usually a shift from something you were doing mindlessly to something you're doing mindfully. After you've done your care activity, I want you to think about comfort. Where am I going to find comfort this weekend? Comfort is usually about maximizing 
the free time in the weekend. Comfort is about being able to do what you want to do in a way that is something you are looking forward to, is something that the weekend is for, is something that you wouldn't be able to do on a normal weekday because your time is being spent differently. Comfort might be food related. It might be, listen, we're going to be out and about. And for comfort, I'm going to grab a chai latte while I drive my kids around to their sports, etc. Or I'm going to grab a chai latte. And I actually did this. I grabbed a chai while I was doing groceries um, at the grocery store. And I've pivoted to a grocery store that has a Starbucks inside of it. And it's maybe one of the best decisions I've made (laughs) so far in 2023. (laughs) One of the best decisions after getting the new puppy is um, doing the groceries at at a grocery store with a Starbucks inside. No, but but in all honesty, comfort is usually going to be about spending a bit of your time to give yourself a cushion through whatever the weekend is taking you through. One of my weekend days for me, that was like a full face of makeup, a full face of like pretty glamorous for a Saturday makeup. It was so comforting to just like dip into my makeup collection. Many of you will know I'm a huge makeup enthusiast. I have a, you know, pretty substantial makeup collection for like an average person who doesn't do makeup for their job. And I really, really, you know, loved every second of it. I kind of indulged in, and maybe that's another way of thinking, comfort, indulgence. What is going to be your next indulgence? That might be, you know, spending time blow drying your hair after you, you cared. Maybe the first thing that you did was care. You decided to shower and comfort is going to be, you know, about blow drying your hair, using really, really beautiful like lotion and body products and, Comfort can also be about um, food. So I was finding I really wanted some comfort food, especially this weekend. And so I spent a bunch of time making this incredible brown butter toffee blondie, which was from Medium Lady Carrie Ann. She sent me a recipe for, for these brown butter blondies, brown butter toffee blondies. The reason she sent me that recipe is actually because I was looking for an ultimate chocolate chip cookie recipe. And I thought about making this recipe as cookies, but instead I made the blondies, the tray of blondies themselves. And oh my gosh, they're so, so decadent, so good. But it was real comfort food. It was real comfort food cooking. The other thing I did for comfort was oftentimes I go right back to my tea. I make a nice cup of another comforting cup of tea. Sometimes too, comfort can also be about, you know, what are you choosing to surround yourself for that day? So If you have to be up and at them and you're going to be out of the house all day, what are you choosing for comfort in your clothes, in your, you know, your socks, in your coat? You know, what are the textures that you're surrounding yourself with for comfort? And thinking about the ways that we do that, that are different from our work weeks, right? Comfort usually can take on a different meaning on the weekend. And thinking about what comfort means to you on the weekend allows you to move from care because you've taken care of yourself and now you can transition into comfort. What's going to be indulgent? What's going to kind of maximize your sensory experience for this weekend? Maybe it's about tidying up. There have been weekends where I've said, listen, for comfort, what I really need is actually a clean slate on this place, my home. And I spend time tidying up. I change the sheets. I cycle out the throw pillows. I might, you know, spend some real time vacuuming the carpets. 
And then I take a step back and I find comfort in the fact that I've reset my space. And then I get to spend time in my space because I've invested my time, my weekend, in making my environment more comfortable. That's another way to have comfort. So we've talked about care. We've talked about comfort. And now we're going to talk about number three, which is creativity. Many of you are looking to build a place in the world that's made for you. And I'm going to tell you that that has to include protecting your time for creativity. If you're anything like me, protecting your time for creativity on the weekday is really challenging. We hit the ground running in the morning. We have tons of deliverables to make our way through our domestic and our work lives, to be members of our community, to be good parents and partners. And there isn't always a lot of time for creativity in the workday. However, when it comes to your weekend, I really want you to think about how you're investing your time in creativity. And I want you to feel like the weekend is a great time to protect your time for creativity. Now, that's going to look different for everybody. But I want to really encourage you to not skip this milestone. Do not let your weekend go by without having done something creative and nurturing for yourself. This doesn't have to take a lot of time, but it also can. It can be something that you tell your family. Listen, to be creative, what I'm going to do this week is I'm going to finish this puzzle. To be creative, what I'm going to do this week is I'm going to go to the plant nursery. To be creative this week, I want to spend two hours writing without interruption. To be creative this weekend, I'm going to do a craft or build a kit. I recently shared on Instagram, I built this amazing plant house kit, which is a company on Etsy. I'll link them in the show notes. And it was an amazing Christmas gift from my best friend, Emily. And it took me about 90 minutes to put this kit together. It's this small balsa wood kit that essentially turns into a miniature tree house that gets installed in a plant. And if you want to see what it looks like, you can go and hop on my Instagram. I did a couple of reels with the plant in the in the reel just to show you what the treehouse looks like because it's just so amazing. And it was creative. It was a chance for me to actually put my hands to the kit. I have had this kit since Christmas. It's March and I've just been putting it off, putting it off, waiting for the perfect time. That's the kind of stuff that I want you to think about when you're thinking about being creative or when you're thinking about Getting into something that's maybe not going to be about um, productively right-sizing your domestic life. So this is like the opposite of domesticity, is your creativity. Some people might disagree with me that like, oh no, being domestic definitely can be creative. I'm I'm not here to disagree, but I do think that there is something whimsical and frivolous about us just allowing us to spend time on ourselves, on our creative lives, that doesn't produce... A domestic benefit to our families and to our, our home lives. If you are, you know, putting on a podcast and cleaning your house, that's not creativity. It might be enjoyable, but that's not about like spending your, your creative time. When you sit down and you decide to write a poem and nothing gets mopped or dusted or cleaned or prepped, that's a great way to knock off creative time in your weekend. And it is extremely invigorating and encouraging, and it will bring you to Monday with such satisfaction of how you spent your weekend that honestly, I'm, I'm really passionate about this part. And this is the part that I know is hard. I know it's hard because it was hard for me. I started with writing. 
I moved into expressing myself through, you know, photography and pairing a photograph with my writing. I moved that into using my voice to share on the podcast. And I've exercised my creativity in a number of different ways on Instagram through my reels and through sharing my voice and my ideas about the world and positioning myself as a subject matter expert when it comes to reviving ourselves from millennial motherhood and burnout. That's been a huge part of my creative life. And what are the ways of representing that through writing, through speaking, through design, and through podcasting and sharing all of that with you? That took probably three and a half years. You don't have to start with your podcast, but I'll tell you, (laughs) the sidebar is, if you want to have a podcast, the weekend's a perfect time to have a podcast. And right now, I am recording this on my weekend. It is my creative milestone for Sunday. I have had my care. I've had my comfort. Now I'm being creative. And that is really important to me. We think that when we spend time in our creative lives that we're not being productive. Or perhaps we feel like we can only spend time in our creative lives if we are productive. So, for example, let's say your creative life is only useful if it's in service to others. That's probably going to be a sticky place to start because when you walk away, you're essentially still giving to others before you give to yourself. And that's really the most important part of these four C's. These four C's require you to give back to yourself on the weekend. So that when you hit Monday, you're ready to give to others, others at work, others at home, others in your community, others in your family. You're ready because you've been able to use these four C's to give back to yourself over the weekend. And creativity is really tough for some people, for some people. Now, I'm hoping that maybe if you've been following along with Medium Lady Talks, all of these wonderful episodes, that you're probably feeling a bit of a window cracked open to your own creativity. And there's some pretty fun episodes when it comes to thinking about creativity and thinking about self-expression and thinking about the ways that you can really kind of indulge in your own interests as a way of being creative. This might be repotting a plant. This might be making a floral arrangement. This might be painting your nails in a weird pattern. This might be using a paint-by-numbers kit, making a balsa wood plant tree house. I think that what we can do is perhaps start to build like a collective list of ways to be creative. That's that's a good idea. Maybe I'll take that idea to Medium Lady on Instagram and we'll start to build the collective Medium Lady list of ways to be creative. Recently, I had the Winter Whimsy workshop, which was awesome. And thanks to everyone who came to that workshop. What we did during that workshop was we built a collective list of whimsy, of Winter Whimsy. And that was really inspiring because sometimes you could say to yourself, Oh, creative, huh? Okay, let me think about that one. But if you have a list of things that you can sort of kickstart, you can sort of say like, oh yeah, I could do that. Oh yeah, I want to do that. Oh yeah, I'd love to do that. Oh yeah, that feels like it speaks to my creative soul. I had a really wonderful interview with Shawnee Wizanant from Begin With Butter. And one of the things Shawnee said, my soul would no longer be denied the opportunity to express myself creatively in this way. That is the ultimate, ultimate pinnacle of how to know if you're following your creative desires on the weekend. Start doing the thing that your soul is calling out for you to do. And think of it as a weekend activity. Do something small. It doesn't have to be something like starting an amazing baking business and empire like Shawnee did. But you're going to know 
listen to, you know, your, your creative soul and what your creative soul is craving for on that one particular weekend and, and go for it, go for it and see, see where it takes you. And if you hate it, if you're like, gosh, I thought paint by numbers would be so fun, but I hated every minute of it. Okay, great. That's guess what? There's going to be another weekend coming around the corner and we can try to be creative in another way, uh, some other time. Maybe it's about putting together a weird, uh, outfit, putting together an outfit that, you know, you'll never wear during the weekday trying it on, throwing things together because you're always following stylists and people who are interested in clothing and color on on reels. Maybe it's about, you know, going and doing even a bit of creative window shopping and thinking, if I had a room to decorate, what would I buy? And just kind of walking through HomeSense and, and decorating a, a room in your mind. You know, like these things can still be creative. You're not having to produce something. Okay, I think I've I think you can tell like the depths of my passion for this are, are quite deep. And I always worry that maybe you might stall out at the creative point because I think actually, I know in my own life, I did that many, many times. So maybe there's future episode fodder here. Um, and I'd love to hear what you think about that creative part of your life and where that creative part needs more nurturing. All right. So we've talked about number one, care. Number two, comfort. Number three, creativity. And four is calm. Where are the moments in your weekend that need calm? This one is a really important one and it's important that it comes last because calm is when you sort of start to come down. If you imagine the care and the comfort are sort of taking you up the hill of your weekend, the creativity is sort of the peak of your energy and the calm is bringing you down. So care and comfort should be filling your bucket of energy creativity you're probably spending that bucket of energy and now we're in the calm phase and we're coming down and we're going to bring it back to the cycle again with activities that are going to make us feel rested restful rejuvenated and you can hear by the timber of my voice that we're bringing it down what are you going to do for calm now this might be Usually it's at the end of the day or the back half of the day, but it always is going to depend on what else you have going on. Calm might be clearing the kitchen with a podcast in your ear. Calm might be having a really indulgent bubble bath after your kids go to bed. Calm might be reading, finally sitting down to read with uh, another cup of tea. Tea is a huge part. Tea is a huge part of my life. If you can't tell, I love tea. I drink a lot of milky sweet tea with uh, milk, sugar, orange pico, tetley. That's my jam. I have a tea here right now. It's a little bit cold. But all that being said, okay, so what are some other ways of being calm? Calm might be, you know, having a cuddle, having a nap, having a house nap and having everybody pile in bed together and just rest. Um, turning on the white noise machine and zenning out. Calm might be using an app to actually, you know, something that you, you keep meaning to do every week, kick off Monday, want to use that guided meditation app, never get a chance to. That's what you're going to be doing at this part of the weekend. Maybe it's journaling. You're going to grab a nice fresh glass of something sparkly and you're going to sit down and do some journaling. Or maybe it's about planning. Maybe you're going to calm yourself down. You're going to light a candle and you're going to plan your week. If that's your personality, these are calming activities. They're meant to bring your energy down. They're meant to acknowledge that you've probably spent a lot of energy through the weekend and you need something that's sort of restorative, that's going to take the frequency of the pace of the weekend down a notch. So that's care, comfort, creativity, and calm. 
The way you apply these guideposts through your weekend are going to vary weekend by weekend, but they're kind of unforgettable. You can know where you're at in the weekend and you can know if you haven't started with care that that's where you have to start. When you're feeling overstimulated and you're feeling touched out and you're feeling like everything is buzzing and there's notifications everywhere, start with care. If you haven't started with care that day, you have to go back to care. Take 10 deep breaths. Drink a glass of water. Go to the bathroom. Brush your teeth. Change your clothes. Have a shower. These are all care. When you're feeling like it has been the weekend has been too much, too much giving and not enough taking back time for yourself, start with care. When you've done the care part, and some weekends the care part comes easily. Everybody's in a great mood. The sun is shining. We don't have anywhere to hop out of the house so quickly. We've already got a house full of groceries. We know the house is clean. The care part comes super easily. Hooray, our partners are home. Nobody has to leave. Everything's all good. Then you move on to comfort. What's going to bring you comfort this weekend? What do you need to feel that sense of indulgence, that sense of maximizing your weekend? What is going to feel really like super comfort, super indulgent, food, tactile joy, the things that you wouldn't normally get to activate during a work week? clothes usually there's there's a lot of like for me personally I have a nine to five office job I have to leave the house almost every day for work my weekend wear is very different than my workday wear so that's a way that I kind of seek comfort and I think about how comfortable my body needs to be in one direction or another when I get dressed on the weekend then you're going to move into creativity you may have a lot of stuff going on and you need that moment to activate your creativity and you're going to see that down the pipe of your weekend Perhaps if your activity is writing, for example, you're going to plot that out on your weekend and you're going to say, I know that when it comes to be 12 o'clock on Sunday, my moment of creativity is going to open up. And I want you to share that with your partner or share that with your kids and say, listen, uh, mom's going to be recording the podcast at 4 p.m. on Sunday and I'm going to need the house to be super chill. So enjoy, enjoy your screen time, everybody, because mom's going to be recording. Or, you know, whatever it's going to be. You know, when I made that treehouse, I said, no, listen, my, my hands are full. I'm sorry, I can't help you right now. But if you bring it to me, if you bring it to me, I'll help you. But I'm just having a moment. I'm being creative. What are you doing? I'm being creative. I'm really enjoying this kit. Can I do it? No, no, it's for me. It's just for me. And I'm really enjoying it. It's for mom. You know, that kind of thing. Protect the time. See where that creative time is. Set the guidepost. Set the milestone or the flag in your weekend and head towards it. Once you've been able to spend your energy on creativity, then you're going to bring yourself to calm. Bring yourself to a place of calm, either by finally settling in to do a bit of reading, journaling, taking a meditation app, doing a, a yoga class on YouTube, going to an actual yoga class, all of those things. And that's your weekend. You might get to do this on a number of different cycles. I would say there have been days when Maybe I've only made my way through care and comfort. I haven't made my way to creativity or calm. There have been days when I've made my way through all four and then I've started the next Sunday just back at care. You know, let's play with this a little bit. I would love to know if you'd be willing to tinker with this. I think that this actually, this formula is really easy to hold in your mind. It's really achievable when you have a busy home life. Trust me, I have three kids under 10 
Although I can't say that for much longer because William will be 10 soon. But I have three kids under 10 and I have a really busy work life and a really busy home life. And I have a kid running through the door right now. What's up, bud? You may already feel like you're knocking weekends out of the park. And if so, that's great. That's great. And I would love to know if the reason you feel you're knocking weekends out of the park has anything to do with some of these things that I've talked about today. Let me know why you think you're knocking weekends out of the park and how we can reverse engineer that so that we can share the secret sauce behind having a good weekend. Weekends aren't just something that can be great. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wish I wish that were true, but that was really what was, I think, driving a lot of my burnout the last, you know, four or five weeks was that I was really not mindfully spending my weekends. I was letting them happen to me and I was letting them pass without any intentionality or without any thought. And I was expecting that because I wasn't going to be at work, that my weekend would be restful, that I would feel good at the end of the weekend simply because I wasn't going to work. And for me, someone who works a traditional nine to five, that just wasn't happening. It wasn't until I started to kind of give myself these goal posts for the weekend that I allowed myself to take back some of that weekend time, to take the reins of my weekend and purposefully force them, force my weekend to be about me and to be about what time I'm taking for myself to feel cared for, feel comforted, enjoy my creativity, and find moments of calm. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Um, I do want to encourage you, if you're enjoying this episode, to please share it with a medium lady in your life who you think will enjoy it. And I would also love it if you want to take a screenshot wherever you're listening, especially if you've made it this far in the episode. Take a screenshot, go ahead and tag me on Instagram, share it in your stories. And I would love to be able to chat with you one-on-one -on -one about the episode afterwards. I always love it when people uh, share when and where and why, what episodes they're listening to. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. Thank you so much for joining me for season three of Medium Lady Talks. We are coming up on our two-year anniversary and it's a really exciting time. It's really been a huge pleasure and a huge sense of passion and purpose in my life to be able to bring this content to you and to serve as your cheerleader, encourager, big sister, and guide to building the place in the world that is made for you. So I can't tell you how grateful I am for you. I'm really so, so glad you're here. I don't take your attention for granted. And I want you to know that I see you and you're doing such a good job. You're already amazing and wonderful. And I want more of that place in the world that's made for you in your life. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Erin. This has been Medium Lady Talks, episode 61. I love you and I'll see you again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Please make sure to reach out and connect on Instagram with me. I can be found at medium.lady over there. If you have any feedback about today's conversation, you can head to the pink tile in my feed for the latest episode and we can always continue the conversation over there. If you like this podcast, please make sure to share a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you love this podcast, please share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for growing our community. Community. 
Finally, be sure to follow this podcast wherever you're listening and make sure your notifications are on. Don't forget, you're doing such a good job. Bye. What did dad say? No. Dad said no, you can't have videos? Okay. If dad said no, then no. (laughs) So many interruptions. Please know that I have been interrupted 1,700 times during this episode, and the reason it seems seamless is because of the magic of editing. Oh my gosh.